What is up, everyone? You are listening to the Scoop and Score podcast. Uh, remember to like, subscribe, follow on Twitter, Instagram, uh, rate us on Apple Podcasts. You know the deal. I'm the host with the most, Jacob Herbert. And today we are doing the NFC West team previews. Uh, to help me out with that, I've got Cole Reha here. What's going on, Reha? Not too much. How you been? Oh, pretty good. How about yourself? Good. Uh, before we do get into uh, some team previews, and we do have a special guest for those uh, team previews, uh, let's get into some sports news. First off, uh, pretty recently, Cam Akers tore Achilles out for season. It's a big loss. It is a big loss. I mean, um, he was about. A lot of people were projecting him to have a second year breakout season. You know, and. Not only is it like out for the season, but it's a torn Achilles that there's not a lot of successful comeback stories for running backs. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, yeah, that's the worst position, I think, to get one of those and try to make a comeback from. It's just such a long recovery process, too. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, as it, it's different with, like, different positions, and I think running back has to be one of the worst that it can happen to. Uh, obviously, Marlon Mack had it happen to him last year, so... I mean, if he plays well, there's a lot of hope for Cam Akers, especially since uh, Akers is younger, might recover better. But I don't yeah. know. What's your thoughts on it? Yeah, it's a shitty injury. It's a weird injury because, like, nowadays, so, like, new technology, they can do the surgery for that in, like, under 30 minutes, I think. Really? Like, it's quick, but it's just the recovery process. It takes so damn long to come back. And I think Akers, wasn't he banged up a lot in college, too? Uh, yeah, I think that was one of the... Because I know he was, like, the top running back recruit and was supposed to be really good, but mm-hmm. played on some shitty Florida State teams. Yeah. Yeah, that'll happen. Probably had a lot of carries because not very good. Yeah. Uh, were you targeting him in um, fantasy this year? Yeah, you know, he's kind of one of those guys I thought could maybe blow up because he saw, like, what Gurley did in that offense when it was really opened up to him. Mm-hmm. I don't think Akers would have put up Gurley numbers when yeah. Gurley's in his prime, but I think he would have put up pretty damn good ones yeah for sure um also uh reports uh recently said that aaron Rodgers turned down a contract from the pa- packers to make him uh, the highest paid player it would be like an extension of course um what does that say to you is that like a sign that he's not going to be playing for the packers this season i think he wants the fuck out of there i, I mean I, when when you saw like the match the golfing thing he's like i'm gonna make my decision in a couple weeks you know and i figured oh He's probably going to report to training camp, and that's going to be, like, him making the decision. He's never, like, really talked publicly about all this, you know. So I was like, oh, he's going back to the Packers. Like, they're going to figure something out. But then this report comes. I'm like, ooh, Denver? Denver, the football team? Oh, the football team would be. I'd love him on that team. That'd be crazy, that defense and the weapons. I mean, we'll. We'll talk about it a little bit uh, during the team previews for that uh, division. But, yeah, that'd be a good one. And really, besides those two, it's kind of hard to think of another team. Like, maybe Miami, that'd be cool. Miami would be good, yeah. Um, Yeah, it is hard because, I mean, most people are set with their quarterbacks now. Like, if you're Aaron Rodgers, maybe you should have done it sooner before people got set with their – I mean, but, I mean, I guess uh, Denver and – Washington's a better situation than uh, some of the other ones that are set at quarterback. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because those are teams like really good base foundation, just not great quarterback. Yeah, so, like, that's how he'd fit in well if one of those. 
Yeah, for sure. It's going to be, and we'll keep you guys updated uh, as more comes out. Also, Melvin Ingram signs with the Steelers. Any thoughts on that? I like it because he kind of fills that Bud Dupree mm -hmm. gap. They're kind of similar players. Yeah. I think it's perfect signing for him. Yeah, it's not like Ingram was bad at his end of the Chargers run either. Just probably didn't want to pay him the money that he wanted. Uh, Ingram didn't get any offers for the money he wanted, so then he signed with a really good defense of the Steelers, and it's going to free TJ Watt up again. I know. I mean, he damn well could have like a Bud Dupree year and get 15 sacks and then go get his money the next year. I mean, yeah, it's, it's a good situation to be in. Yeah, Steelers, uh, they did something right this offseason. <laughs> About damn time. Uh, Damian Lillard apparently requests a trade from the Trailblazers. Um, he's over in Tokyo right now, but says like he's done enough for that franchise. Um, do you think the reports are real? I mean, has he publicly came out and said like he demands a trade, or is this all just reports? I think it's just reports, but I'm not completely sure. You'd think he'd want to stay another year since the new coach. Mm -hmm. Kind of exciting coach, I think. Well, do you think he liked Terry Stotts? Mm, I don't know. That's kind of up in the air. Yeah. Because, I mean, he spent his year with Terry Stotts, and then now everything is coming out like he doesn't like the signing of Chauncey Billups as head coach. And it makes you wonder, like, did the divide first start when Terry Stotts got fired? Yeah, very well could have. Um, I also heard, like, rumors about them trading McCollum, too. I don't know if you've heard any of that. Yeah. Which that's just hearsay, but mm -hmm. I don't know if that maybe pissed him off that they actually are looking to trade him. Because mm -hmm. I know they're pretty tight guys. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. That Trailblazers team should be better than it is, so something needs to change. I, I don't think it should be Lillard getting out of there. That'd be a step in the wrong direction, but something's got to happen. C.J. McCollum didn't really show up in games in the playoffs either. Like, no, and he's kind of been injured a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, maybe just one more year if Lillard stays there and then make your decision. Yeah. Then you can all start the question, like, can you win – with a point guard as your main player. Obviously, the Warriors have, mm -hmm. but he had help. A lot, but you, yeah. But you look at guys like Russell Westbrook, I mean, he can never win. Mm -hmm. Lillard, he can't win. Yeah. That's so maybe, I don't know. That's a fair point. Um, and then uh, we're talking about NBA news. We didn't even discuss that. Uh, we have a new NBA champion, the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, did you watch the game last night? I did not. Mm. Stayed updated. Yeah. Currently don't have any uh, cable TV, so. Oh, I hate to see it. Yeah. I didn't watch much of it, canceled it, but I'll put it back during football. Yeah, that makes sense. Fo football's where it's at. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Milwaukee Bucks taken in six. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo dropped a 50 bomb in the clinching game, which is just insane. Um, and then I've been, like, scrolling through Instagram, you know, and they just keep putting, like, uh, Giannis's like resume, and he's only 26 years old. Like champion, Finals MVP, two-time MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Most Improved, like five-time All NBA, five-time All Star. I was like, dude, I think he's actually underappreciated for like how fucking good he's been for like this amount of time. I think so too. I mean, he's so overshadowed by like LeBron and Kevin Durant, 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 yeah, Durant. Steph. Which I mean, it's rightfully so. Those guys are once-in-generation players, but. So Giannis also is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. this definitely looks like the turning of, like, LeBron. Uh, not necessarily, like, KD right now, but, like, LeBron. All those guys, or older players, like, kind of falling off. And then this is the... Giannis 
do you think Giannis will go into next season as the best player in the NBA? I think he should, yeah. rightfully so. Yeah, I but mean, I, it's kind of like I just still don't think he's going to get the attention he deserves because all the young players coming up, like Luca and Trey Young, yeah, everyone's crazy over them. Mm-hmm. Book, yeah, Tatum, yeah, Tate, which rightfully they're all good, but mm-hmm. I just think Giannis is like a different kind of specimen, and he's proved it, like. He's been proving it for multiple years, and we're just like, what about this? What yeah, about look LeBron? at his free throws. His free throws suck. I'm like, who gives a shit about his free throws? He's putting up 30 and 15 every game, and he can <laughs> handle the ball. And Yeah, he's literally walking down the court and dunking on five guys. Like, mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. Um, all right, and with uh, sports news done, we are bringing in another person to talk about the NFC West team previews. We've got Brody Anderson on. What's going on, Brody? Uh, not too much, fellas. Good to be back. Keeping the vibes high? Always. I love They're off the charts at all times. I love it. <laughs> love it. Um, well, you are a fan of uh, the L.A. Rams, so um, wanted to get you on here, uh, kind of hype up your team a little bit after uh, the busy offseason they had. But we are going to start team previews off with the team that won the division, the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, last year they had a 12-4 and record. Head coach Pete Carroll uh, lost wild card round to the Rams, however. Uh, had to love that, Brody. I sure did. In uh, free agency, they lost Philip Dorsett, wide receiver, cornerback Shaquille Griffin, tight end Jacob Hollister, wide receiver David Moore. They added Gerald Everett, uh, the tight end, uh, Witherspoon, the cornerback, and offensive guard Gabe Jackson, and drafted Dwayne Eskridge in the second round, wide receiver from Western Michigan. Um, Seahawks, obviously a good team, got a good quarterback. We saw Russell Wilson cook last year and uh, looked like an MVP until like a terrible collapse at the end of the season uh, ruined those dreams. Uh, with Seattle drafting Eskridge, uh, getting an upgrade at tight end with uh, Gerald Everett, will Pete Carroll go back to running the football, or do you think uh, he's going to let Russ cook again, uh, Brody? Well, I mean... Running the football and his overcommitment to the run game is the reason that they did fall apart and the reason that they lost in the playoffs. Because, I mean, the, the biggest addition that they made is obviously Gabe Jackson. Okay. A Pro Bowl, you know, all pro caliber guard on the team now. Yeah. Their offensive line has, is, was trash last year, has been trash for, I mean, back to the, I mean, I think Marshawn Lynch was just so good that he covered up a bad offensive line. So Since Wilson's been in the league? Yeah. Russell yeah. Wilson's been sacked more than anybody. Yeah. He can't stand up right. He's always running for his life. I mean, Gabe Jackson's an upgrade, but Gabe Jackson's also a run blocker. Yeah. So it, it tells me that they have a lot of running the football in their plans, which I, I think we'll, we'll see a little bit of a – a little bit of a regression from Seattle. Okay. What are your thoughts, Reha? Yeah, I agree with Brody. I think a little bit of regression. Um, they got to protect Wilson, and they haven't done that. I mean, you saw this offseason. You know, Wilson obviously wasn't happy mm-hmm. with all the trade rumors going around and that he wanted out, but I think they should do more, you know, or should have done more to protect him. Because so I think if he has protection, like, he's got the weapons of Metcalf and Lockett. Mm-hmm. Like, those are both great receivers. But it's just hard telling, you know, if he starts taking more hits again, then Pete Carroll's tendencies going back to the run. Yeah, that's they, – they need to let Russ cook. I mean, he he was putting up great numbers, MVP caliber numbers, and then um, right when the 
defense started playing well, then the offense just collapsed. And uh, like Brody said, it might have been because uh, of the run, and that's why they lost in uh, the first round. So hopefully they fix that. Uh, Seattle's defense started to click at the end of the season, uh, right when their offense hit the speed bump. Uh, with playmakers like Bobby Wagner, Carlos Dunlap, Jamal Adams on this defense, what's your expectation, Reha? You know, I think it's pretty high. I always say, like, if you have a good player at every level, so like D-line, linebackers, secondary, yeah, you can build around them. Only thing that worries me is their pass rush. Yes. Yeah. You know, they're not great at that. They Like, Dunlap's not, like, top ten of... Yeah, I mean, he's kind of over the hill. He's not going to put up numbers like he used to. Mm-hmm. And then Wagner, you know, he's been doing it for a long time now at a high level. I mean, it's only a matter of time before, you know, you see some decline from him. Yeah. But Adams, you know, I think he's top three safety in the league. I mean, he's a stud. If they can use him right, you know, that's a... He's basically like another pass rusher. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, They also got, like, um, that linebacker Jordan Brooks from Oregon. Uh, Texas Tech, maybe. Oh. They draft, like, two years ago. Yeah, a year or two. Uh, Quandary Diggs, another safety there. Um, So some other guys, like, kind of filling in those spots. Uh, What's your expectation for the defense, Brody? I think... I mean, I think there's some pretty valid points there in that they do have a start. Because you see it last year, when they acquired Dunlap, like, they just changed. And I, I would agree, I think Dunlap's, yeah, there he's a little, probably a little over the hill. Um, he's definitely on the least back side of his career. And then, you know, Bobby Wagner, I mean, you could, he's in that conversation with basically, basically whatever your biased opinion is. The best linebacker in the league is Wagner, Fred Warner, or Darius Leonard. Yeah. So he's right there with those guys, and then Adams is in the same category with safeties. But I just I think that they are. I think as Adams as good as Adams is at safety, they're that bad at cornerback. Yeah. And I I do I see my opinion is that yeah they have the star power, but I think there's some pretty big holes elsewhere that, like you guys said, a pass rush can cover that up. But do they really have that? Mm-hmm. We don't know. <laughs> That's a good point. Um, Brody, are you into uh, fantasy? Yes. All right. So uh, there's a lot of uh, playmakers on the um, – offensive side for Seattle, including like Russell Wilson, but like guys like DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Chris Carson, uh, you excited about any of these guys for your fantasy leagues? I mean, obviously you got, uh, you know, Wilson is a QB one. I mean, Lockett and Metcalf are both wide receiver ones. Um, I would not put, I don't think Carson's a run. You know, Carson's probably like a flex play in my opinion. Yeah. That would be concerned. Um, and but then you just never know with Seattle. It's like you guys kind of touched on it a little bit in the offensive preview. Is that I thought that was a good point. That yeah, we were you know quote unquote letting Russ cook last year, and then he was just getting smacked around. So yeah. they went back run game, and the offense kind of you know sputtered out. So I my opinion is that we'll just see that happen again this year. I think that we'll see Seattle probably jump out probably end up you know starting at like five and one or something like that and then you know russell wilson's still going to be getting lit up and then they're going to try to protect him and the offense will stall so okay so you're not really uh targeting these guys i would uh i don't know 
or potentially uh, sell high when they have a good start to the season, and then yeah, um, and then Metcalf is so I don't know what the right word to say about it is because he he's a lot better than I mean I thought he was going to be good. I mean he's a fucking freak. Yeah, but uh, I I thought he would he's exceeded my expectations for him mm-hmm. just with doing some other things as a wide receiver, and then. In my opinion, Lockett's still the best wide receiver on the team, though. I think Lockett's a Lockett's a stud wide receiver number one. He catches touchdowns, he gets yards. You know, his his yards per catch is off the charts. So, okay, that's a pretty bold take because I mean, a lot of people think Lockett's like kind of um, he, he kind of reminds me of like maybe a little bit more consistent to Sean Dak Jackson, but there'll be weeks where he doesn't go or like have a very good game. And then there's, there'll be games where he just blows up and stuff. So I think like consistency is probably like Tyler Lockett's problem. And that might be with Russell Wilson instead of like his play, but yeah, that's a pretty bold take saying he's the best receiver on the team. I love it. (laughs) All right. So that's the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, You guys have anything else to add to this? No, I don't think so. I think we covered it. All right. Uh, I will start off with the projected record and chances of winning. I'm saying they're going 11-6 and six and 30%. I think uh, they're going to let Russ cook uh, with, like, the additions they made in the offseason, and I think that's going to bold well for that team. So 11-6, and six, 30% chance of winning division. Brody, what is your take? I'll take 10-7. and seven. All right, seven uh, chances of winning division. Well, ten and seven won't win the NFC West, so um, I mean, ten. Ten percent. Whatever. I don't even know who the betting favorite is right now, but I don't think it'd be Seattle. I bet it's probably like either Rams or something with the hype of Stafford, but uh, we'll we'll get into that. Uh, Reha. I'm gonna go ten and seven as well. Okay. Uh, what's your chances of winning the division? Uh, 15%, I'll say. There. 15%. All right, I'm going to put that off to the side so that I can do some quick math at the end. Uh, all right, so let's do uh, 49ers next. Are you going to make sure that we tally up to 100%? Yes. <laughs> I am a stickler about it. <laughs> Although uh, one of the episodes, it took me probably like a good minute to try and figure out <laughs> all that uh, <laughs> Do the additions. Get the calculator out. Yep. Um, all right. San Francisco 49ers. Last year they went 6-10. Uh, and 10. Head coach Kyle Shanahan. Result, plagued by injuries. Pretty down year, uh, as we saw. Um, they lost Kendrick Bourne, wide receiver. DN Solomon Thomas. Cornerback uh, Witherspoon. Richard Sherman, potentially. I don't know. Uh, he's He's got bigger issues. <laughs> uh, what did you say, Brody? Sorry, I didn't mean to cut in. Uh, Richard Sherman's a free agent anyway. San Francisco hasn't. They hadn't even brought him back yet. Yeah, I was wondering if like if he's going to come back now because I don't know if any other team's going to touch him. So. Yeah, that's hard. Um, and then additions, uh, center Alex Mack, uh, running back Wayne Gallman, linebacker Samson Abukum, uh, drafted uh, Trey Lance, uh, number three overall, quarterback at North Dakota State. Second round, they got Aaron Banks, offensive guard from Notre Dame. And, uh, wait, what did I say Trey Lance came out of North Dakota State? Yep. Okay. And third round, they got Trey Sermon, running back out of Ohio State. Uh, Reha, give me your kind of uh, overall impression of their offseason. I liked it. Um, obviously, drafting a quarterback that high, mm-hmm. it's bold, especially a smaller school one like that. 
that's a real project. Yeah, so it's kind of adds some interest because is he going to sit the whole year? What's going to happen if Jimmy G plays bad? Will he come in? Well, let's get into it. Uh, the big story for the 49ers uh, was them uh, drafting Trey Lance with Jimmy G struggling to stay healthy. Um, do you expect Jimmy to start as long as he's healthy, or do you think at some point Lance will be thrusted in? I think initially Jimmy G will start, but it's only a matter of time, you know, if he starts playing bad or obviously he's a pretty injury prone. Mm-hmm. Something like that happens. I think Lance will end up making his way to the field. He is at going some to point. play. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what's your thoughts, Brody? Um, I agree uh, that it's it's going to be Jimmy uh, on game one, and then at some point they're going to work towards Trey Lance, which is, you know, I'm I'm very very anti small school quarterbacks. You know, he only played like what like 12 or 13 games at North Dakota State yeah it's a very limited sample size and then everyone talks about all these you know you know what the scouts drew over it's like how many times have they been wrong like there's so many intangibles that that come along with playing quarterback that just comes from actually playing so you know the old what the old saying if you have two quarterbacks you don't have one so I think I think that, uh, I mean, Jimmy's always going to be looking. Yeah, Jimmy will play bad because he has the number three overall pick that they gave up the house for to go up and get him looking right over his shoulder to come in and play. You know, Shanahan's made it pretty clear that he's done with Jimmy G, but they just, you know, kind of work tied into the contract almost. So, you know, I just, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out because the, the 49ers are built well. Um, I have, a, I have a hot take I'm sharing for a little bit later in the 49ers preview, but, uh, you know, I think the team's built fairly well. It's just that they have such a looming cloud at quarterback that I have I don't know what to expect for them. I, I, it's not good, in my opinion. Okay. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm, I'm not a big fan of um, guys like that playing in their first year, especially if you have a veteran quarterback who can still play pretty good football ahead of them. And I was like, why rush him? Obvious, obviously, it's your guy, but um, there's no need to rush him in and then have him lose his confidence and stuff like that. Have him sit and learn. Um, so we are two years now removed from the defense basically anchoring the 49ers to a Super Bowl run. Uh, DeForest Buckner, Richard Sherman, Solomon Thomas, and other guys are removed from that squad. But this is still a pretty dominant defense with guys like Nick Bosa, Eric Armstead, Fred Warner. Um uh, what would you say is your expectation for the defense going into this year, Brody? I mean, they'll be solid. I mean, they're good. They're very talented. It's just about health. You know, can Nick Bosa stay on the field mm-hmm. type of stuff. I think that this defense has seen how important DeForest Buckner was to them, though. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I didn't realize how fucking great of a player that guy is. And then he was tearing it up in Indianapolis so you know I, I I think that they you know they still miss him you know they have like I don't know they have they have Fred Warner obviously so mm-hmm. you know, that kind of helps glare up I don't you know in my opinion you know maybe I'm just off on this I'm just fucking shooting from the hip here is that I don't think they're a great run stopping team okay. you know they're, they're good pass rushers Armstead is he's basically like a you know he reminds me of like 
when they had Alden Smith before he got into all the trouble. Yeah. Like he, he was just like a, he was a down lineman, but he was really a, he's just a pass rusher. Yeah, same and, with like D Ford. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, they're just pass rushers. So, I mean, they're going to put a lot of heat on, on a lot of quarterbacks, but, you know, and then, you know, rely on Fred Warner to cover up in the run game, which obviously he can do very well. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It's a, it's a team that should, you know, they should be good. They should, realistically, they probably should be a top 10 defense, but, um, you know, they got to stay on the field. Yeah. yeah. Um, what? Didn't uh, DeForest Buckner get traded for like a pick that they used for uh, Javon Kinlaw? Kinlaw? Yeah, yeah. Tackle. So Which, maybe he'll make a step up too. Yeah, he's gonna have to. I think he's more like he's a run stopping guy. So they're gonna need yeah. him definitely to step up. Okay. What's your expectation for the defense, Reha? I think they're solid all around. I mean, I'm not sure about the secondary. Yeah. They lost Sherman. I know they had a few guys that weren't superstars by any means, but, you know, good players. Yeah, their cornerbacks are uh, Jason Ferret, uh Emmanuel Mosley. Pretty solid guys, but no shut-down corners. No. Know? Plus, they kind of run, like, a different defense, don't they? Isn't mostly, like, a zone? Yeah. Well, a, a major point that I, we've all totally glossed over so far is that uh, Robert Sala got hired away. That's oh, true, yeah, too. That is true. Oh, so, you know, what What does the defense look like now? I think that brings some more question marks into it. I don't. I don't know where they went with their new coordinator. I don't know if they just promoted from within to try to keep the same system, or if they if they changed. But um, I mean, Solace, they're probably their biggest departure. Yeah, that is a very good point. That's why I like Brody coming on. Yeah, big old brain. Um, all right, so 49ers offense has some versatile weapons um, with uh, do it all. T- Tight end George Kittle, wide receivers uh, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, and um, and every down back like Raheem Mostert and Trey Sermon. Um, no matter who the QB is, will Kyle Shanahan have this offense at the top of the league, Reha? I would think so. I mean, it's really young, kind of some inexperience, especially mm-hmm. the receivers. But I think both those receivers are going to be damn good players. Yeah. And then I think their offensive line, you know, it's solid. Yeah, Trent Williams, and then uh, Mike McGlinchey. Yeah, McGlinchey's good. You bring in Alex Mack. Yeah, I like that. Running backs, I'm assuming Mostert, but Trey Sermon's kind of a guy like a lot of injuries in college. Yeah. So I think I don't know. I'm in between. Like either he's going to play and do really well, or you won't even see him on the field. Yeah. Kind of thing. But I'm pretty excited for it. Yeah, I, I am too. Uh, what about you, Brody? Uh, are you excited about this offense? So. Here's my here's my hot take. I was saving later, or later in the preview for you. Um, Kyle Shanahan is the best run game designer, play caller, everything. His 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 running game is is more complex than you know all the rest of the NFL's running games combined. Probably. Okay. He just does. He just he's able to do stuff with his line, and because he, he has freak offensive linemen, and so he's able to do that with them. And I mean, this offense will go as the quarterback goes. But I just I, I'm very curious where he got this, whatever you want to call it, tag or reputation as a QB guru. Like, you know, maybe I maybe I'm obviously biased, but. You know, he had the the one year with Matt Ryan, who was already good. Yeah. You know, and then had a, a freak offense around him, and then Shanahan just kind of helped blow it up a little bit. And, and then, you know, with Jimmy, like, 
this team has never gone as Jimmy's gone. This team's gone as the running game. As the running game is gone, like the, the, when they went to the Super Bowl that year, when they uh, um, they beat the fuck out of the Packers in the NFC Championship, what they run for like three hundred some yards on in that game, like mm-hmm. Mostert went for yeah like, two hundred on his own. So yeah, he had like a hundred eighty yards untouched or something nuts like yeah. that. So I mean, the team has a, a, a very good chance of being successful because of. You know, if, if Mostert's out there running, he's. I think he's extremely underrated. I do but too. I just, I I just don't see where everyone's like, oh, you know, once he once Kyle Shanahan gets a hold of him, he'll be fine. It's like, <laughs> you know, you look at the 49ers record without Jimmy G under Shanahan. Yeah. And I wish I could. I wish I knew how to find the stat easily. It's not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean. um so they had that year where they picked Bosa second. They only won, what, two or three games that year when Jimmy was hurt. Yeah, was it C.J. Beathard? At the? Him and Mullins kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, and you are right that uh, it is mostly running game, and it helps that they have, like, two extra blockers with George Kittle and Kyle Juszczyk, like, just being yeah. animals. Um, but, yeah, that is a, a good point. Um, do you guys have anything else to add to the 49ers? No, I'm just kind of excited to see what transpires with them. Yeah. Quarterback situation, whatnot. Yeah, I totally agree with you that uh, Mostert's underrated, and I don't know if Trey Sermon's going to make, like, an immediate impact because Mostert's good when healthy. And I, I, I think he's great. Yeah. Um, all right, then. Uh, I'll start off with the projected record and chances of winning. I've got them at 10-7 and seven and a 15% chance of winning the division. Just because quarterback play, pretty important in this division. Um, what about you, Brody? Um, I would say seven and ten. Seven and ten. All right. And a, you know, we'll call it fifteen percent. I don't know, just because I have to add it up to a hundred at the end. <laughs> a chance of winning the division too. I don't know. I guess that's fair. Call it ten. Okay, ten. And then Reha. I'm going to go 11 wins. All right. 11 and 6 and uh, 20%. All right. So you are in on the 49ers. I am. All right. I like it. I like it. Uh, and by the way, uh, listeners, these records, they're going to be higher than a division like uh, NFC NFC East because these are just really good teams. Like, Stack division. Yeah. It, it's, oh, yeah. I, I have 7 and 10. That's fourth place. Yeah, it, it's wild. Like, what was? I'm pretty sure like seven and. Let me do a quick one here. Seven and nine was the winning division for uh, the NFC East last year. Like, that's just insane. That's, yeah, that's a dog shit division. Epitome of bad football. Yeah, we're gonna be roasting on them uh, here probably in the next episode too. Uh, but here, let's go to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, last year, they went 8-8, eight and eight, head coach Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, result, just missed the playoffs. Uh, they lost Kenyon Drake in the offseason, cornerback Patrick Peterson, edge rusher Asan Reddick. Uh, they added A.J. Green, wide receiver, center Rodney Hudson, edge rusher J.J. Watt, running back James Conner, and cornerback Malcolm Butler. And they drafted Xavier Collins, number 16 overall, outside linebacker from Tulsa. And in the second round, they picked up Rondell Moore, wide receiver from Purdue. Uh, 
let's just get into it. Arizona just missed the playoffs last uh, last year and looked like they wanted to retool the offense with big additions. With a stacked wide receiver room like DeAndre Hopkins, A.J. Green, Christian Kirk, Rondell Moore, and possibly Larry Legend along with uh, Kyler Murray's versatile play style, uh, are the Car- Cardinals underdogs to have the number one offense, Brody? Um, I mean, no, I don't think they're underdogs because I think that, to me, all signs point to the Cardinals probably scoring a bunch of points, probably giving up a lot of points. So, I think they're going to be in some shootouts, but, I mean, Arizona's going to hang some numbers on a lot of people. Um, I think they're going to I think they're going to score a ton of points this year. So, you know, maybe they might be considered underdogs just because they're still coming off this, you know, coming off 8-8. Eight eight. They're not a top, you know, top-tier team right now. But um, I think Arizona's going to be uh, dangerous to play this year. Yeah, I, I called them underdogs because it doesn't seem like there's a bunch of hype around Arizona. I mean, like, because... Kyler obviously didn't make his, like, big jump last year that he was supposed to. He, he did deal with some, like, injuries and stuff. And, like, they got, like, A.J. Green kind of, I don't even know, washed up wide receiver stuff. But it doesn't seem like there's a lot of hype around them. I'm like, why not? Look at this team on paper. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think, on, on like I said, on paper it looks great, you know, to have A.J. Green on your roster. But, mm. you know, the reality is that, what, A.J. Green is probably – 32, 33 years old now. Yeah. And, you know, he's obviously shown in Cincinnati that he's, you know, he's always hurt. He's, you know, he's on the back tail of his career trying to, uh, trying to scrape up at least a playoff appearance, I'm guessing, out of this. That's funny. You know, James Conner is another one of those that, like, it looks good on paper, but in reality, like, there's a reason Pittsburgh let him walk. Yeah. So, yeah. And then, you know, I know we're talking offense, but same with J.J. Watt. Like, you know, what is he actually at this point? So He's, he's a big name, but is he going to bring much production? Exactly. It's a big name. It, it, you, know, you know, it looks good that the team has, you know, has this going for him. It's going to sell some more tickets. But I just, uh, I don't know. I think Arizona, like I said, Arizona is still going to be dangerous because I think Kyle Murray is going to get better. Mm-hmm. Um, Rodney Hudson is, you know, if not the best center in the league, he's one of them. Yeah. Oh, so, I mean that's a that's a nice addition, and that's good for um, that's great Kyler because he's he's uh, his career looks a lot like on the track of a Russell Wilson right now. Yeah. So I mean he he gets hit a lot, but that's because he you know he gets out of the pocket, takes risks like that. Yeah. Um, throws some, you know he still throws some pretty boneheaded interceptions, but um, you know he's got a cannon on him too, and he's also got. You know, probably the best wide receiver in the league. So, yeah, very true, very true. Um, what What are your thoughts about the offense, Ray? How you have anything to add? No, I think they'll come out and they'll throw the ball around and put up big numbers, like Brody was saying. Uh, their run game kind of worries me. Mm-hmm. Not that they run much in the Cliff Kingsbury offense, but yeah. I mean, you still need it, obviously. Yeah, and I'm just uh, super excited for Rondell Moore. See how they utilize him. Yeah, he seems like a prototype, like someone that Cliff Kingsbury wants in his offense. So yeah, so versatile. It'll be fun to watch. I think. Agreed. Uh, let's go to the defense side of the ball. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury and the team has made some pretty good additions uh, to this defensive side of the ball since getting there. Uh, they got J.J. Watt. They uh, 
have Zach Allen, Chandler Jones on the edge. They got Zayvon Collins, Isaiah Simmons, Marcus Golden at linebackers, and Buda Baker leading the secondary. Uh, how would you grade this quick turnover on defense, uh, Reha? Uh, I liked it a lot, what they did. They have a lot of guys, though, like Isaiah Simmons and Zayvon Collins, who they're linebackers, but they can play anywhere. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the hardest part is going to be able to figure out how to use all those guys. Because you saw last year, like, Simmons didn't play a whole lot. Yeah. I mean, he kind of came in on certain downs, but it just seemed like they didn't know how to use him. So I think if they can figure that out, then it'd be a pretty dangerous defense. Yeah, I agree. Who's the uh, defensive coordinator for this team? Is it Vance Joseph? No, no, Vance Joseph is... Uh, Tampa Bay, isn't he? Yeah, you're right. Oh, it's someone that I know, but... Um, what are your thoughts, Brody? What are uh, your thoughts on the defense and uh, how they're going to fare? You, you said like they were going to uh, get points put up on them, but do you like the additions that they've made so far? I mean, yeah. I mean, like JJ Watt. Like when I said about him, like you know, what is he? But he's still probably a you know seven to eight sacks. Mm-hmm. You know, all at run stopper at this point in his career. And a good um, leader for the locker room. Yeah, and Chandler Jones is a freak. I mean, I, if it's even able, still able to say this, Chandler Jones is so underrated. He, like, he is. Like, you talk about, like, he's got the most sacks in the league, I think, over the last two or three years. So, right, it's just hard to believe that nobody talks about him, probably because he's stuck out in Arizona losing all the time. <laughs> That's but, cool. I mean, you know, Buda Baker, you know, he's good. Um I don't know if my opinion on him is the highest paid safety in the league good, but he's good. Yeah. Um, Isaiah Simmons, to me, is, like he touched on it, Reha, that he's such a big question mark because they didn't know how to use him last year. But, man, he, like, he just screams Cam Chancellor to me. Okay. Like, he's a, a monster. He's enormous. He's, like, 6'5", 240. And he, you know, runs like a safety, hits like a linebacker. Um, but, yeah, they didn't know how to use him. He was barely on the field. But if they can figure him out, he, he's a stud. And, you know, Golden's Golden's a solid linebacker. Um, I think they probably have some question marks out at cornerback. I, don't, I honestly don't even know who they have. But I knew Peterson, and he's gone. And he was kind of washed anyways. Yeah. So, I yeah. mean, that's kind of why I say I, I think teams will be able to Move the ball and score on Arizona. Okay. You know, I think they to me they feel like a defense that if they if they turn you over, they can blow you out. I mean, you could probably say that about a lot of teams in the NFL, but I think they have the potential to turn you over more um, than a lot of teams do. But if they don't get the turnovers, I think you're looking at scoring drives against them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely know where you're coming from. That makes complete sense. Yeah. Um. Okay, a little bit of uh, fantasy questions before we uh, project records. Uh, Cardinals are kind of hard to measure in fantasy this year with them be- there being so many receiving weapons um, on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, Connor versus Edmonds, who's going to be like top back, and how far should I jump for Kyler Murray in drafts? Um, Rihal, what's kind of your thoughts? Are you targeting any of these guys? And Hopkins, you know, if you can get him at a good pick. Yeah. But other than Hopkins and Murray, like – there's so many question marks because they have so many receivers. I mean, who's going to get the targets? Mm-hmm. In the run game, like, I probably try to avoid that unless I can get one of them, like, late, late round. I'm taking Edmonds if he falls. Yeah, I'd say so, too. Yeah. 
Connor, it's, that's a huge question mark. Mm-hmm. He, he's probably screwed a lot of people. I mean, not his fault he gets injured and stuff like that, but, yeah, I don't trust James Connor any more than I could throw him. Uh, Brody, what about you? you targeting any Cardinals? I mean, Hopkins is still obviously wide receiver one. Okay. Um, is he better than Devontae Adams? I mean, at, what, at fantasy or at, uh, like, which receiver would I rather have on my team? Let's do both. I mean, fantasy is probably a toss-up because they get numbers. Adams catches a ton ton of touchdowns because he's the only guy that Aaron Rodgers trusts. True. Um, I'd rather have Hopkins. Um, I mean, he's just a, he's a freak. I mean, he's so big, he's so strong. Yeah. You know, he catches everything. He's, you know... His hands could palm my head, which is saying something. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, as far as that goes, I mean, fantasy-wise, Kyler Murray's a QB1 just because he's going to run for seven to 800 yards and, you know, probably have, you know, eight to ten rushing touchdowns too. Yeah. So just for the sake of that, to go along with, you know, the passing numbers that are going to come naturally, he, you know, he's a QB1 as a, as a fantasy guy. Okay. So, um Running backs, no, I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch any of them just because who you know it's going to be who. Do they still have Kenyon Drake or did he go in free agency? He went in free agency to the Raiders. Okay, so yeah, but still, like you know, with Edmonds, Connor, you know, who really knows? Plus, you know, they, you know, like in the past, they could be trailing in a lot of games, just have to start chucking it. So, um, I just, I wouldn't touch the running backs. Um, Wide receivers. I mean, there's a lot of other there's a lot of other talent there. You know, Christian Kirk's probably hanging around like a. You know, depends on what kind of league you're in. If you're doing three wide receivers, he's probably a wide receiver three, maybe a flex. Okay. Um, but I I don't know how much else is there. I don't I don't really know what they have at tight end. So Not Dan Arnold's still there. He went to Carolina. Yeah, he, I think. I don't know. Uh, Max Williams, I think, is their starting tight end. Mm-hmm. Not great. Yeah. I wouldn't touch him with a 10 foot pole, so. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. Know, Arizona's, fantasy wise for Arizona, I, I wouldn't look any further past Murray and Hopkins, but Murray and Hopkins are both going to be top elite fantasy players. Okay. All right, let's get to the projections. I'll start out. I have them at 10 and 7 this year. Reasonable jump up, uh, but I gave them a 25% chance of winning the division. I think if Kyler makes that step, then they got a pretty good shot at winning it. Uh, what about you, Brody? Um, I would, I would, I'll give it, I'm gonna give Arizona 11 and 6. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm pretty high on Arizona. Um, and I mean, what am I at? 25% already. I'll give them another 20, I'll give them 25 too. Um, to, to win the division, um, but if eleven and six is, is going to be a wild card, especially with seven playoff teams, yeah. but um, they won't win in the playoffs. This this team isn't built for playoffs. I mean, you see it. What happens with all these teams? It's like that. It's like some of them just know how to like instantly stop throwing the football, and it's like grinding out possession style games. Yeah. And Arizona can't do that. I don't think they have the defense to stack up against elite offenses that they'll see in the playoffs. So. You know, they're a, they're a wild card one and done, but I do think they're a playoff team. Okay, I like that take. Uh, Reha? I'm going to go 10 and 7. All right. And chances of winning, you are up to 35%. 
Oh, I'll go. Let's go 20% chance. All right. All right. Not feeling Arizona, or you think they're going to be pretty decent? I think they'll be decent. They'll make a jump, but yeah. I just don't know how big of a jump, especially in that division, because it's just so stacked. Yeah, I, I feel you. All right, and then last but definitely not least, we've got the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, record last year, 10-6, and six, head coach Sean McVay. Result, lost divisional round to the Packers. Uh, this was their uh, offseason. Uh, they lost Jared Goff. They lost edge rusher Samson Abukum, uh, tight end Gerald Everett, cornerback Troy Hill, and safety John Johnson. Uh, additions, they added Matthew Stafford, wide receiver Deshaun Jackson, D-tackle Sean Robinson, and drafted 2-2 Atwell, wide receiver from Louisville in the second round. Uh, Brody, give me your take on uh, the Rams offseason. Um, I think the, the, the name that you mentioned there that it will be the biggest the biggest loss is John Johnson. I agree. Uh, I think he's a, a tremendous safety. Um, I think they'll miss him a lot. Um, but I mean, I think you know my my obviously again biased opinion here mm-hmm. is that I trust I do trust the Rams front office. I trust McVay. I trust the GM. So I think that they draft these young guys, and I don't think they'd let him walk. If well, hey, we were a little. We were a little tight on the cap, but so I think we just couldn't afford him for to an extent. But I think that they wouldn't. I think they would have made a bigger fight for him if they didn't have people that they thought were ready to step in. I think that's Taylor Rapp, who I think is um, has a chance to be a very good safety. Uh, so I mean, obviously, you know, and then the the gold star addition is Matt Stafford. Um, you know, loved I loved Jared Goff, but it, you know. When you upgrade, when you can upgrade a quarterback, you upgrade. So, um, I mean, I, I I like the Rams off season. I think Jackson is a nice fit for them, just because in the last few years, I think teams who signed Jackson have had too much on him to be, a, you know, probably a number two guy on whatever team he's been. And the Rams have two, you know, whatever you want to call the step below elite wide receivers are. Yeah. So. You know, he all he has to do really is show up and um, you know run the outside. You know, Cooper Cup's going to work a lot in the slot this year, I think, with Jackson on the team. And I think that uh, he'll, he'll kind of stay on the outside and run his deep posts and um, run his flies, and, uh, some fades. And I think uh, I think it's a good fit for him. So I, I like the pick up there. Okay. Um, but I think uh, you know overall, I, I like what the Rams did. I think they. I think they got better. Okay. I like uh, it. Jackson going to be the leading fantasy scorer week one? Like every year it seems like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he'll probably, he'll probably just catch him like, you know, like, you know, three catches, you know, 125 yards and two touchdowns. Just going to get him on a couple bombs or something. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. All right. Uh, so it came out. Uh, we talked a little bit about it, but Cam Akers, uh, torn Achilles. Um, not only as a fan, or not only as like a, a lover of football, but just as a fan of the Rams, uh, what did you think about that? It sucks. I mean, obviously he was good, supposed to, he was going to be the one. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a great, great second half last year. I think once um, once McVay kind of committed a little bit more to the run, I think the team, you know, became really a, a more physical team than they had expectations to be. So. 
it sucks losing him because he was you know, he's he's a strong running back. He's probably, you know, wasn't a top tier running back one, but I think he was a very good player. Um, so it sucks. Um, but, you know, I I like Daryl Henderson, but Daryl Henderson's not a not an every down back, so I just I don't know what they're gonna do. I don't know what else is sit behind him. But I think McVeigh's shown in the past that when he gets his offensive line clicking in sync, you can plug anyone back there. Okay. Um, do you expect like um, there to be a reunion with like Todd Gurley or perhaps like another free agent uh, running back to uh, be signed by the Rams here coming? Um, I do think they'll sign somebody. I do. Um, I don't think it'll be Todd Gurley because I believe uh, didn't end very well. I believe we're still paying. Uh, you know, I think we still have like a ten million dollar dead cap hit against us for, <laughs> for uh, letting him go. Okay. So. No, but I mean, if we're gonna pay him not to play for us, we might as well pay him to play for us. But uh, <laughs> I don't, I don't foresee that that back being girly. But I do think they'll do something. Okay. Uh, let's get into a little bit of the defense. Uh, Rams have a well-rounded defense, uh, led by Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey. Um, there's a lot of uh, different guys that they've drafted that have stepped in and uh, made some plays. Are you excited about this defense? And uh, what should I? What should uh, everyone be looking for as like surprise players or breakout guys? Um, breakout guys. I think I meant, already mentioned one of them, Taylor Rapp. I think is going to be. Um, I think he has a chance to be very, very good. Um, I think he'll be a stud. Um, you know, I think Troy Hill, who I know we lost pre agency, yeah, uh, was a is a, was a very solid corner for us. He, I mean. It's tremendous having him playing off, you know, off Ramsey. So, you know, he's obviously never, never matched up on anybody's one, which made him look better. But <laughs> I think, I think he'll be missed a little bit. So I'm not 100 percent sure where we fall at cornerback after that. But I, I think we'll be okay. You know, I, I like us at safety. Um, Jordan Fuller's, you know, locked into one of the starting safety spots. I think, you know, he had a, a really good, solid year last year. He's, you know, just getting better. He's. Um, you know, 22, 23 years old, whatever he is. Um, I mean, so I think there's uh, some potential there. I don't know if they have a lot of breakout player type guys, just because I think that, in my opinion, I think the defense is still pretty well established. Just so, like guys that do their jobs? Yeah, I think so. And, you know, we lost, uh, oh, what's his name? Uh, Staley. Uh, the coordinator, you know, he was the year and had us the number one defense, and he got hired away. But they hired Raheem Morris, who um, has shown he has a track record of being uh, a really, really good defensive coordinator, just um, kind of a shitty head coach. So um, <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, you know, I don't think that we'll see a lot of downfall with that. I think he's, I think he's pretty aggressive. So, um, and I know Staley was pretty aggressive. So. Um, I think we have the guys on the back end to keep that up. Um, you know, we have the, you know, probably the best cornerback in the league. We have the best player in the league. I don't care what, what you want to say about any quarterback or wide receiver or running back or whoever. Aaron Donald's the best football player in the league. So, um, I respect I think, it. I think that, uh, you know, when you have two elite, elite players like that, um, it kind of gives uh, a little flexibility to do some stuff the other on the uh, 
um, with the other guys. So um, I have I have pretty high expectations for Rams defense again. I don't think they'll be the number one defense, but I do have I think they'll be uh, they'll be right up there. Right, I respect it. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about this offense. Um, Matthew Stafford moving to LA was like Rams' uh, significant move. Um, Cam Akers hurts it a little bit, but uh, could um, have guys rise uh, with Robert Woods and now probably a potential. I don't want to say breakout year because he's always been pretty consistent, but I could see him going off this year. Cooper Cup, uh, Tyler Higby, all pretty good guys. Um, where do you see Matthew Stafford um, and this offense kind of being? And what's like, what's the ceiling for this team um, as an offense? Um, I see them, they just feel efficient, feels like the word to me. I just think that, I think they'll kind of just get things going. I mean, I, I think we're stacked at wide receiver. Um, you know, I think we have four guys. That would can probably would play for any you know play and possibly start for any team. I think I think Van Jefferson um, really started coming on the second half of last year. Mm-hmm. Um, he was a rookie last year, so you know maybe it was just a little bit of finding his role in the offense and figuring things out. And I think they kind of know what it, what he is now. I mean, he's a wide receiver that's going to get some carries, um, a little bit of action on the jet sweep, yeah. um, a lot of work out of the slot. So, I think, you know, I think they're loaded down at wide receiver. I think the offensive line has the potential to be very good again this year. Um, Whitworth's back. Um, I know he's like 70 now, but... <laughs> For real. Um, I mean, he's, he's shown that he's, um, you know, he was first team all pro two years ago. So, and then he got hurt last year. So, I, you know, I think that um, he wants to come back and he want, I'm probably... Stafford decision helped him come back that he wanted to give it one more run with the Rams because I think they I think they have a real chance to win and I mean I think ceiling for the offense is you know they're, they're going to be a top 10 offense and should score a lot of points and uh, hopefully win some playoff games alright fantasy question um, this is mostly just for me um, is Higby a top 5 tight end without Everett because two years ago he had like the greatest six-game stretch by a tight end ever, and I'm su- I I think he's super underrated going into this year. Even though he's only tight end on the roster now, that's going to be playing. Well, I think I think part of the reason that they let Higby go, or not Higby, excuse me, Everett, is that Sean McVay runs almost everything out of 11 personnel Mm -hmm. so we never use two tight ends so I think that they're I think they're going to let Higby be the guy I mean Higby's you know he's is he a top five tight end no probably not Um, I mean I think uh, you know depending on how deep your league is if you're in a 10 or 12 tween format then you know he's uh, you know a tight end worth taking a shot at once the elite guys go but, uh, I mean, I, I don't think he's going to be a thousand-yard receiver or anything like that. But <laughs> That's fair. I think he'll, you know, be probably hanging around that, you know, six to seven hundred yards just because I think the wide receivers are going to get so much of the action. And, um, you know, Higby, Higby was the one who was kept, A, because he's a, he's a really solid receiver, but he's a much better blocker okay. than, 
so I mean as they kind of kept him as because he's a little bit more of an extension of the O line. All right, that's fair. Uh, you have anything else to add to the LA Rams? Um, no. I mean, it's just. I mean, I think obviously the 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 talent's all there. It's just Sean McVay finding a way to make it work, and you know, maybe in the back of his head, you know, the last couple of years he always had. You know, it seems like maybe he always had some question marks that he wasn't fully trusting Jared Goff. Um, so. You know, hopefully all that's gone now that he's got a, um, you know, top-tier quarterback um, on his team. So it's uh, it's it's wins right now for the Rams. Yeah, my, it definitely is. Um, all right, so let's do uh, the projected record. Sorry, Reha, I didn't have you speak. I, I let Brody do his thing. Oh, he, no, yeah, that's he, his team. Yeah, he, he was speaking some... Uh, some good stuff. Uh, my projected record, I've got them 12-5, and 5, 30% chance of winning. I just love the Stafford trade so much. And I think him getting out of Detroit was the best thing for him, the Rams. Like, I think he's about to go off, um, especially with a guy like McVay. Uh, Brody, what's your projected record for this team? 13-4. Uh, and I, I like 13 and 4, and I believe that my remaining number would be a 50% chance to win the division. Look at you doing your own math. Now, see, he's, he's coming back every time now. He does his oh, own yeah. math. He doesn't make me look like a fool. Yeah, I have no idea where my numbers are at right now. <laughs> uh, you're at 55, so you got 45% going to the Rams. And what's your projected record for them? I'm going to go 13 and 4, too. All right. I'm just super excited to see Bay and Stafford paired. Yeah. And Stafford, I've always thought he's been a really good player, but... He's been underrated, too. Mm-hmm. I'm just excited he'll like finally get to show his talent. Yeah, I agree. All right, if we have nothing else to add, um, this should be it for the episode. Uh, Brody, thank you for coming on. Yeah, happy to do it. Rams are going to win the Super Bowl, so um, I'd, I'd love to come on and talk Rams. All right, you heard it, guys. Uh, put, it in your bl- uh, put in your bets now. Um, I don't even know what the odds are. I think, I, I think they're probably... Um, I mean, I would say they got to be rated number three in the NFC, um, behind the behind the Bucks and the uh, the Packers. Yeah, and you know, people can say what they want about the Packers and all this fucking Aaron Rodgers drama, mm-hmm. but he's gonna play and he's gonna be great. And the Packers are gonna be fucking good again. So I think. You know the NFC still runs through the Bucks and the Packers, but I think the I think that the Rams have the arsenal to take them down. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, beat the Tampa Bay Bucks, by the way. Just look fun there. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for uh, reminding us. Um, but yes, thank you for coming on. I always love uh, your big brain coming on the show and uh, giving us kind of a different perspective. You got a unique mind. Thank you. <laughs> no problem. Uh, thank you, Rio, for coming on. Uh, always ha- glad to have you in the studio. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Um, next week, I think we'll be doing uh, NFC East team previews. Uh, remember, we're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Share with friends and family. You know the deal. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next time. Later.